welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Well, welcome to the beginning of Colossians. We are getting ready to go through the book of Colossians, obviously. Um, It's not a very long book, four chapters, Mm -hmm. um, but it is meaty and full of goodness. Oh my goodness, it is something. Like a good Campbell's chunky soup. We are going to dig in. Um, Today, actually, we're probably going to camp out on a lot of background. Um, It's important to understand when you're studying something, it's very important to understand the context of what you're reading. Um, So we want the who, what, when, where, why, and the how. Um, Get back to your elementary school days and really dig in. Sounds so good. we're going to kind of talk through all of that so that we have a good foundation, um, a good foundational understanding of what it is that we're going to be studying. Yeah, sounds good to me. So who wrote the book? Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul was not one of the disciples. You know, he came later, <clears throat> but Jesus appeared to him on the road, on to, the road Damascus. to Damascus. And so he is an apostle, mm-hmm. um, and he's writing this letter to the Colossians. So he's not from Colossae. He's not a native. He didn't found that church. I don't Um, think he ever went there. I don't think he had ever Mm, been there. So he's writing to a group of people that he doesn't really know personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he sets this letter up with that in mind. Um, Right now, where is he? He's in Rome. He's in Rome. And he's in... House prison. House prison. He's, Mm -hmm. yeah, under house arrest. arrest. He refers to his chains. He does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this book. Yeah. yeah. He's not alone. He's got a couple people with him. Timothy is there, Mm -hmm. who he references in this letter. Um, He also talks about the guy who we think founded the church in Colossae, uh, Epaphras. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about who these people are and why this letter needed to be written and why not having founded that church and not having ever been there, Paul is the one who's tasked with writing to them to address some of the issues that are going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Epaphras visits Paul in prison. And this is 60 AD, so 60 years after the birth of Christ. Uh, Approximately 60. Mm -hmm. They have a a date there. Um, And Epaphras was telling him all of the um, things that were going on in the church and some of the struggles that they were having. Well, Colossae had been a pretty important city Mm -hmm. in the past. It had declined a little bit. Right. um, And some other cities had sort of taken precedence over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's interesting some of the issues that they are having there. So Epaphras, we think, started the church, um, and then he's... He's gone. So the people that he left in charge are the ones who have really been kind of guiding things along. Um, One of the biggest things that they're dealing with um, is Gnosticism. Yeah, it was identified as Gnosticism later, Mm -hmm. but this is all the stuff that fed into that. That fed into that. Created that thinking. So So one of the things is, did Jesus come in the flesh, because they had this thing about, you know, matter, physical stuff was evil, spiritual stuff was good. And so they had a really hard time with wrapping their 
heads and their hearts around the fact that God, who is a spirit, would come in the flesh. They just couldn't quite get their brain around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that Paul wants to address in this book. And another stumbling block, just tying into that, is the fact that they believed for so long that the Messiah would come as a ruler and as a um, this big, fancy king. king mm-hmm. yeah. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. He came as a baby and grew up and was a carpenter and then died very quickly once he's, yeah. rel- you know, Three in years. relative terms, yeah. Yeah. Um, once he started his ministry. Mm-hmm. And that is not what was planned or expected. expected. So... Well, we think that the Jews in Colossae were there because they were they were the Jews that were run out of Jerusalem with the diaspora. With the diaspora, Pardon yeah. Me. So this happened even way before Christ was born. The diaspora happened. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the diaspora. What it, it what it means is just a disperse. I I have to relook it up, but I remembering Antioch. You guys can all correct me if anybody knows, but he was an emperor who persecuted the Jews. And so they were they were they fled. They were out. They were moved to different countries. Um, so about two hundred years before Jesus was born is when right. that happened. Yeah. So they've had time to establish a city. This city mm-hmm. is it was a, a, a good city of commerce. Um, it it is so let's see if we can help people figure out I don't have any really good body parts on this. So <laughs> oh my goodness. not a foot or a hand or an ear. But mm. Let's kind of do this. We're gonna just Pretend you're looking at a map. I'm not even looking at one, so this could get really crazy. Uh, we've got the boot of Italy. Pretty much people know where that is. And mm-hmm. then you kind of move over to all those islands, which is Greece. You're moving to the right, mm-hmm. which Crossing is Greece. the Aegean Sea. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you cross some more, and you go into this area of land. And next to it is, um, let's see, north of it. You kind of, it's not a coastal well, now we're it's in, in the mountains. We're in Asia right now. now. We're on the Asia. continent of Asia, mm-hmm. and uh, I am looking at a map. Oh, what so, a great idea! Oh, yeah, you're doing yeah. great, Rosemary. There's one right Listen, in front of me. And you're right. You so I right. felt like I had to give that caveat because I'm like, oh yeah, they're crossing the Aegean Sea. I would not have known that had it not been directly in front <laughs> of my you face. Had your map. So yes, and and so they are there. Mm-hmm. There's what. Laodicea, I can't remember. I got Laodicea. 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 Mm-hmm. I have to yeah. look at that one to be able to pronounce it. <laughs> and um, Hierapolis. Hierapolis. Thank you. There it is. Okay. And so those cities kind of took over a lot of the commerce um, from Colossae, and there was an earthquake somewhere in this period that the, really destroyed the city, and there wasn't a lot of rebuilding that happened. So that could have contributed to the decline. This. And they mm, think that was between 60 and 64 AD. Is right. that right? The earthquake? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's kind of weird because it was kind of in this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it didn't contribute to the decline because the decline had already happened by the time Paul wrote this letter. It was still a functioning city, still mm-hmm. good, everything's still going on, but um, it wasn't as great as it used to be. They looked at it. Um, it's about a hundred miles east of Ephesus, so about a hundred miles inland. Right. Yeah. It is in modern day Turkey. Okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're looking at another map and it says Turkey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at Bible maps. Suzanne pulls out her phone, and goes, "Let's just look mm-hmm. at a real one. Yeah. How tricky is that going to be?" Um, 
So the thing about that, too, is there was all this influence going on around it. Where it was geographically positioned, there was a lot of commerce. There was a lot of trade going through it. There was So you have this engagement with a lot of other cultures. And a right? lot of other religions. Yes, right. and a lot of thoughts. So, yeah, philosophies. So that was starting to influence the Church of Colossae. Yeah, I had to look up what that meant. I was reading about um, syncretism. I'm like, syncretism, okay, get that sync with something together. And so that's what they were trying to do, to bring in this little bit of religion yeah. from here, some of these traditions, some of that, and um, melding it all together yeah. to, to be their religion. Like synchronized swimming, but not. Uh, <laughs> kind of more like a minestrone soup. A little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. That's probably better. <laughs> I just keep thinking of the guys with the nose plugs. <laughs> Anyway, oh, sorry about that, Terry. That's okay. But, That's it. Yeah, so it's bringing in all these different different religions. We're in that position, too. Mm-hmm. The United States has so many different cultures, so many different mm-hmm. religions, so many opportunities that we need to keep our eyes open. What are we bringing in and what aren't we? I'm, I'm trying to think of um, even essential oils. I love essential oils, so I'm not really... But if people are believing that it's... It's um, replacing God or Christ in any way. We got to be careful. Now, if you like the smell of lemon and you use lemon, it's a little different. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. Peppermint, love the peppermint mm-hmm. one. But if that is replacing God in some way in my head, I but need that's to be where you're careful. getting your peace from your essential oil instead right. of from Jesus. There you yeah. go. It's, yeah. it's that kind of, and that's just sort of a subtle little slide sometimes, something that's cultural that is not part of our Christian faith, not part of what the Bible says is how we should be focused or what we should be thinking about something. Um, you, you, you get accustomed to it. You see it, you hear it, and it slowly but surely kind of becomes acceptable. And you're like, well, okay. you know. But that is a deviation from the Word of God. It, it's really easy for that to happen to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happens to some extent here in Colossae. Yeah, sometimes it's very subtle, mm-hmm. and it's kind of that cultural shift that we just don't even really notice. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's very overt, and Paul goes in later on, I believe, and talks about some false teachings. Yes, um, he's going to get a little more. He gets a little fiery. Specific. Yeah. Um, so even I mean now there's plenty of false teaching out there. There's oh plenty goodness. of false yeah. teaching out there, and some of it um, they. I might get in trouble here. Like the prosperity gospel. Name and claim it, girlfriend. Um, yeah. You know, the prosperity gospel where if you send us this, mm-hmm. if then, you send us yeah. this money, then you will be blessed You're and gonna this get that. is going to come back yeah. to you. And that is not how it works. No. Right. No. God is not for sale. No. Yes. Yeah, but but that's a slip, that started as a slippery slope that's too, right. because originally when that message first started being taught, it it was just more that God does want you to prosper, which we all believe that the word says that. Mm-hmm. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. So yes, God does want us to prosper, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Somehow or another, that message moved away from grace. And so it became, and if you do that, very right. conditional, then I'll do this. Then God will do this. Yes. Well, that's we, we, we live under grace. We're not doers. You know, it's not what we do. 
It's what we believe mm-hmm. that keeps us walking with God. So certainly there are some things. See, that would be another place where you could get, you could slide right off the side. Right. Yeah. So Paul is, um, Paul is seeing that all of these different things are coming in culturally. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have to remember, you know, 30, this is 30 years after Jesus died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 years is not a long time. Right. We have 2,000 years yeah, of us. teachings and all of you know this organization so that we can have better comprehension and better um, knowledge and understanding and, mm-hmm. and context of what is happening and um, you know how God started from the very, very beginning and brought us has brought us up till now. And we have books that we are that we all have access to mm-hmm. and we live in a country where um, everyone has a right to hear and read and speak about the things that they know or don't know or want to know or whatever mm-hmm. but that's not the context of um, the the life of that the Paul class. is is talking yeah. to here um, because they only had that 30 years so there wasn't it was great organization but not nearly to the extent that we did yeah it's um they don't have all of the Old Testament history that's right in front of them like we do. Mm-hmm. They can't go to the internet and find out. Yeah. And they don't have any right. of the New Testament. They right. have a few letters maybe that have been circulated. Mm-hmm. But certainly not organized mm-hmm. where you can go to one yeah. book and open up to see. No. So, you know, and that's a good point. This is an epistle from Paul. It's a letter. Um, and so what happened with these is that he would send it mm-hmm. and then it would circulate yep. between all the mm-hmm. churches in that area. Yep. Right. And they would read it out loud and people would listen. But to take the... I can't imagine being able to take this in on one reading. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't. I'm sure those letters were read and reread and reread and reread. Right. Um, one would think they were probably transcribed so that people could have a copy, have a copy. as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so that you didn't have to go from memory. Mm-hmm. But it does but, say, you know, when you're done reading it, send it on to where I forget exactly. Right. Yeah, I have to, to look in place. here. Yeah. And then you read the letters, you know, from yeah. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. trade them so, around. Yeah. So there um, probably wasn't just one church in Colossae. There were... Probably more than one. Well, because churches met in homes for the most mm-hmm. part, remember. So, go. yeah, I mean, they would have been recognized as Christians, and they would have known who each other were, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those different home churches would get that letter, and they probably did transcribe it mm-hmm. um, so that they could pass those le- that particular letter around in more than one place at one time. Yeah, in case yeah. you had a slow reader or, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Somebody whatever with a little dyslexia. That- yes, whatever the case may be. So that's why Paul is. Um, that's why Paul's kind of writing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. is he he just really wants to um, address some of these issues, but also provide encouragement. Right. And Paul is a big, big writer. Mm-hmm. Paul, at this time, is imprisoned. Not the only time he's been imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote, and he wrote, and he wrote, and he wrote. He was a lot like mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton, where he had something on his heart and just wrote. And just wrote. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, he couldn't text or call. Right. <laughs> no email. He wasn't able to travel around to visit. Yeah. Um, so, so that was wrote. that was his, communica- his method of communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that kind of neat how God um, stopped him, put him in one place, yeah. and then Paul had to write these letters, and now we have it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's pretty the plan incredible. that happens with that, Paul might have said, "Oh God, this isn't going to work. I can't get there. I can't help them." Mm-hmm. And it's like God has this other plan going. Just write a letter. Yeah, yeah. Just write a letter, yeah. and not only they will get to read it, but this letter is also written to all believers everywhere. Mm-hmm. With yeah. it, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of hit a few other things because I think they're going to happen as we go back up through mm-hmm. um, Colossians. Is the asceticism, mm-hmm. asceticism, or where they would like. Like it's it's kind of the same thing where the guys would whip themselves oh, on yeah. their back yeah. and, and do. A, I'm not going to be doing that. I just want <laughs> you to know. I would not have been tricked by that in any way. <clears throat> that I would have went. Like, no, no, can't do it. Um, but that angels mm-hmm. should be um, worshipped. Yeah, these are things that we see here today. Yes. It's like keep your eyes open. Yeah. Don't just keep thinking. Oh, that was in Paul's day, right? Right. And the by the way, the reason for the asceticism is so that they would get visions of Christ, the mystical and all of that mystical stuff. So I'm not sure exactly where we might see that today. I'm sure it's still going on. Um, well, it would be to get the flesh so under that the spirit was bigger. I think that was kind of their, right. their thing. If we, if we beat the flesh down enough, mm-hmm. then the spirit will be the, right. you know, the dominant, produ- the dominant yeah. force. Yeah. yeah. But that's what—that's where that slippery slope of the false yes. teachings comes in, teaching. Yes. right? But so. we're so blessed that we have this here in front of us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we know, you know, because Paul's telling us this isn't this isn't right. Mm-hmm. This is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we we have a kind of a guide that we can go back to and say if we hear of something or someone, you know, even in church sometimes you'll be sitting listening to something and and something will be like, well, that doesn't sound right. You know, and I'll go home and I'll look mm-hmm. to find it. And sometimes, even though it didn't sound right, it's okay. And sometimes if it didn't sound right, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So, But I'm so grateful that we have the Word of God today to, to really look at that so that we are less apt to be um, pulled away. Yeah, one of the biggest themes, I think, though, of Colossians, it was with the Gnosticism, mm-hmm. this knowledge. And so we would, yeah. we camp on the knowledge. Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. But do you know Christ? Yeah. yeah. And that's the big piece that I think Paul's trying to put into this, is don't depend on your knowledge. Yeah. Right? Depend on my knowledge. Like, so you're saying yeah. go back to the Bible? Go back to the Word. That's not your knowledge. That's the that's Word of God. God. That's yeah. Jesus himself. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. In my devotional um, the other day, there was a little bit of discussion about knowledge, and or maybe it was in something else I was doing. Anyway, there's a difference between knowledge that you get yes. and knowledge from an experience, and that the actual words that are used here are for the knowledge of experience, the knowledge that you gain through an experience. And I loved that. Um, because my mom and I were talking one day, and she said, why, why are there so many people who still don't believe? Um, and we talked a little bit about that, because she said, there's so many books out there. There's the Word everywhere. Right. There's television. There's radio. There's top podcasts. Um, but if you don't have ears to hear and eyes to see, you're not open to any of that knowledge. God still saves people, but generally, it's an experiential knowledge. It's not the head knowledge that gets people saved. It's the heart right. knowledge. It's the heart knowledge. Right. Yeah. And so that's something we want to pay attention to as we go through this book. Where's our source of knowledge coming from? Have we submitted it to Christ? What we know are these things that He wants us to, yeah. to know. Well, we've got a great way to check that. So you, you think you believe something? Well, you're just checking the Word. Right. Mm-hmm. It, is that 
is that head knowledge that came from someplace else, some philosophy or some mm-hmm. outside source that's not God-oriented, or does it line up with the Word of God? If it lines up with the Word of God, then that is, that's true knowledge that you've gotten. Mm-hmm. So that needs to check. One issue they were having, too, is you have to do this tradition. You have to be like this. Mm-hmm. You have to do this. You have to do this. And the thing that you have to be careful with that is that all comes from a human origin, not necessarily God. Yeah. And if there's a ritual that you do, is it because you're with God in that, or is it just like doing time, yeah. right. putting your time in? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think um, there are a lot of traditions that are not helpful at all, but I think there are traditions that are um, maybe from a different church that we go to that I have heard over the years. Oh, you know, that's. That's what they do. That's what they do. But then I heard a preacher, and I, just about um, Advent, the Advent, you know, and giving mm-hmm. up something for Lent. Mm-hmm. And um, then I heard a preacher that talked about it, how for us, for Christians, and it's like, yeah, that may be a tradition in a different church, but if the re- the reason you're doing it is pure in your heart, you give something up because then when you want it, and you deny yourself, you think of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that is pushing you and drawing you to Him through that tradition. I, then I think it's a good one. Right, because I think Christ it's great. is in, in there. Yeah. He's in there. your heart. Yeah, it's nothing your heart. wrong with yeah. some traditions. Exactly. Nothing wrong at all. And as if long they lead as you to Jesus. Yeah, and if you're not trusting in that, yeah. not head now or whatever, right. to get yeah. you into heaven, which it's not going to, right. then... It's if it's done in the right spirit, I think it's awesome. Yeah, in the spirit of so, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Pharisees had a lot of head knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yep, they did. Um, it, but that goes back almost to the essential oil thing again. If you think you're going to get your peace from an oil and not from God, mm-hmm. check it. Mm-hmm. Just check it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these are modern day issues, you know, that we kind of are just touching on here. But it's kind of what the equivalent would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people of Colossae to be dealing with and, mm-hmm. and going through. And so that's why Paul is addressing them here, um, Paul and Timothy. Um, so, yeah. And um, just as a heads up, if you read this, Paul's writing is a little bit wordy. Maybe. Oh, it's, a, it's a lot wordy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like run-on sentence is more like a marathon oh, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And there's a lot of floweriness. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that is cultural, and mm-hmm. some of that is just how Paul is. Mm-hmm. And so when you're reading it, if that is not your style... Um, that's okay, mm-hmm. but just hang into it. Yeah. So, and just know that that's that that's who Paul is. Who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and just ask the Spirit to make clear to you what's going to be important to you out of each section that you right. dive into or look at or even struggle with it. You know, if the um, you don't understand it or it's like, oh my goodness, it's Paul. He just. He's so deep. He's so sometimes so heavy. Sometimes so you know. It's like just ask the spirit to help you, and right. mm-hmm. you, maybe that little portion that you're struggling with isn't for you today. Mm-hmm. 
maybe later. Maybe another time. You know, yeah. just let the spirit lead you in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will I will give full disclosure right here. Paul's writing style is not my writing style. I'm like, dude, get to the point. <laughs> Same here. You know? I'm like hitting my head against a wall. Right. <laughs> but there are so many. I mean, like like I said before, it's like the the Campbell's chunky soup where there are, it's just so meaty. There's so much. You just if if you don't like the peas, then just kind of ignore the peas and the floweriness. Mm-hmm. Um and just make sure and that you get really are it. getting to, yeah. to what it is that, mm-hmm. that God has for you. And eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> I love peas. But anyway. Um, okay. So that's kind of what we're looking for um, and kind of the background to Colossians. And we are going to be jumping into that. But anyway, if y'all have any questions or if you have any comments, shoot us a message and let us know. And Sounds we'll good. see what we can come up with for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Somebody want to pray for us? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Lord, we're so thankful to have your word, as we've already talked about. Um, it, it guides us, comforts us, teaches us, and reminds us, um, lets us know who you are and who you want us to be in you. So, Lord, I just pray for um, everyone that's going to be listening to Colossians, that they would, um, as I said, open their heart and to receive what you have specifically for each single one um, as you, as they go through it and read it themselves. And um, we just pray, Lord, that as we go through and we study and we um, do this podcast, that we will be um, helpful to people as they're reading through. And we ask you to bless the reading and the people that are listening in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>